Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. So tonight, um, I am going to talk about creepy things that are caught on nanny cams. Awesome. Yeah, because there's some creepy shit out there, and I thought it was due some attention. So I thought, who's a better person to do this other than myself? That's right. That's right. Were you ever a nanny? Um, I hope not. I wasn't a nanny, but I did babysit a lot as a teenager, which is when I decided children were not my thing. (laughs) I wonder if somebody has you on their nanny cam. I don't think so. I was a babysitter before nanny cams were even invented. I'm pretty sure I'm that old. I was pretty uh, old, too, when I did babysitting. Yeah, we kind of missed the boat on that, which, thank God. (laughs) Yeah, thank God. (laughs) Back when uh, parents believed the babysitters and not their kids, it was a a beautiful time. Yeah. So we begin our story with a woman in Minnesota who was walking by her child's room one day. She suddenly hears music coming from inside. She goes inside the room, and the music immediately stops. It seems to be coming from the baby monitor. Whoa. (laughs) Scary. So she became suspicious and decided to investigate. As it turned out, the baby monitor's camera had been hacked. Because that shit happens all the fucking time. Yep, her baby camera got hacked. She tracked the IP address that hacked into the camera and found the footage of her baby's room being streamed to a website that anyone could log on to and watch. How fucked up is that? Oh my god, that's yeah, horrible. It's totally creepy. Somebody watching your baby is so freaky. And you with your baby and playing music to your baby? Ew. Yeah. So the website had video and photos from webcams from all over the world that anyone could access. So whoever wanted to go in and be a voyeur, I mean, that's some creepy pedophile shit right oh, there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Super weird. Time to get Virtual Shield, guys, where it disguises your IP address. Virtual Shield, do you want to be our sponsor? Give us some money. Thank you. Yes, please. Um, On that same note, another woman from New York City said she didn't know what to say when her son told her he was afraid of his baby monitor. (laughs) One night, she heard him crying, so she went into his room just in time to hear a voice coming from the baby monitor that said, Baba Duke. (laughs) Said, wake up, little boy. Daddy's looking for you. What? Yep. It turned out her baby monitor had also been hacked and someone was talking to her son when he was alone in his room. Oh, that is... That is so naughty. So incredibly fucked up. So awful. And yet another woman said she turned in for the night after putting her child to bed. Her husband was still up and awake. Um, She decided to check the baby monitor one last time before she went to sleep. So when she looked at the baby monitor, she was shocked to find another woman in the baby's bedroom leaning over the crib and picking up the baby. No, she, this woman was on camera? Yes. So she panicked and ran to get to her, she panicked and ran to her husband. The two of them went into their baby's room together, but found their baby sleeping soundly in his crib. It turned out that the video feed 
from their monitor had actually crossed with their neighbor's video feed, and they were actually watching their neighbor pick up the baby oh, next door. come on. They didn't recognize the room that I their baby was in? I think she was probably so shocked to see that image, she probably didn't even register it wasn't her house. Okay, that, that makes would be sense. my guess. That but makes yeah. sense. But how Shock. scary is that? And that sets up a great um, precursor to my last story of cross streams in the baby monitor world, which is really kind of pretty fucked up. And in fact, it's pretty dark. You might want to cut out some most of what I'm about to tell you. Ooh, it's bad. You're really building this up, Holly. I, sh- I am building it I up. I can't wait. Yep. Don't cut anything out. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be an orgasm at the end. I'm just <laughs> okay. So speaking of cross video feeds, this one takes the cake. In June of 2008, a man in the Czech Republic was setting up his new baby monitor when he too accidentally captured his neighbor's feed. What he found was incredibly disturbing. His next-door neighbor, a young boy, showed up on his monitor. He was naked and chained. The man called the police. As it turns out, there were two boys who were locked up and chained next door, and they were brothers. Eight-year-old Andre Morova and his 10-year-old brother, Jacob, were found in the cellar. They had been beaten, whipped, tortured, burned with cigarettes, sexually abused, were forced to cut themselves with knives, all by family members. Mom, Clara Morova, belonged to a cult called the Grail Movement, in which she and her sister Katerina were involved. The women claimed to receive text messages telling them what to do to the boys from a man they only knew as the doctor. I don't see how you can do that to your kids, or any kid. Unless, I mean, those people are just got some mental insane. problems. Yes. So mom had installed the baby monitor so she could watch her boys suffering below in the cellar. Um, The boys were kept in cages, standing in their own urine and handcuffed for days at a time. But the absolute worst was what they did to poor Andre. The women had skinned Andre's arm so they could devour his flesh and also feed it to Andre himself. Oh, my God. They had to gag Andre for six months because he he wouldn't stop screaming. Because why would you stop screaming in a situation like that? At the time the boys were freed, the police also found a 13-year-old girl with them. However, as it turns out, the 13-year-old girl was actually a 34-year-old woman named Barbara Sklarova and was actually one of the people, in addition to the boys' mother and aunt, in charge of torturing the boys. She took off for Norway but was later found and brought back to the Czech Republic to stand trial. The women claimed they wanted to break the boys' wills completely, so they tortured them in every way possible. In the end, Mom Clara received nine years in prison, Katerina received ten years, and Barbara received five. They should all be out of prison by now because this happened a while ago. And did they say the reason why they wanted to torture them? They wanted to break the boys' wills completely. It was a part of their grail movement sacrifice or something, something like that. Oh, my God. So that's incredibly dark and horrifying. Maybe we don't want to include all those details, but um, it's, you know, the whole skinny of the arm is pretty dark. So anyway, now for the show and tell portion of our story, because when you're going to talk about video that is disturbing, I think it's important to share such video. Are we going to watch the video now? Not of that. I didn't find the video of that. I'm kind of glad. I I don't want to see it. But these the flaying the, of the arm the, is, yeah, is not something I probably want to mm, do in the heat mm, or even in the cold. Or ever, ever. Or ever. So now for the show and tell portion of our story. A couple in Highland, Michigan knew that the home that they moved into was haunted. Weird things kept happening. 
Their baby would wake up with long scratches on her face, and the mother said she would wake up herself in the morning feeling like she had just been choked. Then the baby cam caught a very translucent image of a person walking by the baby crib. It's pretty legit. You can definitely see something walking by. As it turns out, the person who lived in their two-story home before them had committed suicide by jumping out the second floor window, which when you see the house, it's hard to believe that that could have killed them, but maybe he landed just the right way and that's what did it. I don't know because the house is not that tall, but I will put a link up to the story on our website so you can see this ghost image walking by and you guys, I'm going to show it to you right now so you can see it and tell me what you think. Cool. And fingers crossed, we don't lose our Wi-Fi. So maybe this guy was pushed backwards outside the window by the ghost. Oh, yeah. I see a misty thing. Ooh. Yeah, I totally see a misty thing. Yeah. I have one. This is just a photo. It's not an image or not a video. Uh, A woman named Melissa Smith, which is a pseudonym, um, she lives in Ontario, Canada, and believes the spirit of her dead baby haunts her home. Ever since she suffered her miscarriage in 2016, strange things have been happening around her home. Doors would slam shut. She would hear strange knocks on her door. Children's toys would turn on at random, etc. Then after putting her daughter Leah down to go to sleep one night, the new mother got definitive proof that there was a ghost in her child's room. She checked the baby monitor and could see her daughter scrunched up in the corner of her crib, but on the side of the crib is a screen, and through the screen is a face that looks like a child or a doll face staring back. Melissa said they only had stuffed animals in the house, no dolls. So, let me look. Can you see it? Whoa, that's another baby face. That's why she thinks it's her dead child. (gasps) Does she really think it's her dead child? She does. Can you see it from there? It doesn't look like a doll. It looks like an actual child's face. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, that looks like a little baby face, and it looks kind of like it's waving or something. It looks like happy face. That's awful. Like, hi, mommy. (laughs) No dolls in the house. Only stuffed animals, she says. Yeah, that is a kid. That's creepy, (laughs) isn't it? This next one's actually my favorite one, I think, that I found. The video is of a little girl playing with her dolls, and a couple feet away from her is another doll. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> yep. That is a robot. No, that is a robot doll or something. That, that's got to be a remote control doing that. Okay, okay, give me okay, back my that phone. that is freaky. And I'll show you the rest of the video. <laughs> okay, so the same little girl, right? She's in her, uh, she's working on her table. Yeah. This one's a little bit more obvious. <gasps> Keep watching. So, uh, yeah, she's scared because somebody just moved all her papers on oh. her table. Keep watching. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> so she sneaks back to the table mm-hmm. to check on her artwork. And yeah. whatever's in the room totally throws up all the, all the art things. projects and papers S- off of the table. So for those of you who are listening, the first video has this little girl playing with her dolls. And there's another doll a few feet away. And its head starts moving while she's playing without oh, no, anything no. touching her. And now the table's moving. Yeah. Then we were thinking, because I saw the doll one, and I'm like, oh, yeah, a doll, something, you know, they rigged it somehow. But then this video is more compelling because I can't tell what they did to make this happen. So, yeah, so that video shows a girl sitting at her table, 
she's just drawing or something and all of a sudden there seems to be a gust of wind that comes into the room and her papers start blowing around and she gets a little freaked out and she runs away and then a few minutes later she comes back and then the papers blow completely off the table all the things on the table fall off the table and the entire table scatters across the floor okay here's this next one is a baby laying on the bed with his blanket up around his shoulders Ooh, is somebody like under the blanket with him nope oh no no now it is it's somebody's peeking on the baby and just pulled it down just slightly yep that's actually kind of cute i wonder if it's like a grandparent it's or... scary carol god damn it it's scary <laughs> it's freaking it's not, me it's out it's not cute this is not a cute podcast oh the ghost is pulling that back and just looking at the baby yeah that's gross that's yeah. really gross. It's that really, really was gross. No, that like is that. adorable. Yeah. It's really scary. Um, it is scary, but it's only just its head. Now, it would be really gross if the entire blanket came off the kid. Yeah, I would have screamed. This one is not scary. It's just funny. You'll see here, there's a woman, and she's babysitting the baby. Yeah. The baby's playing in the living room, right? So then there's a crash that happens. Um, the baby knocks something off the table and it, there's glass that breaks. Now here's the family cat. And the cat was like, what the fuck was that? So the cat goes out to confront the babysitter. Right. So watch what happens, what this cat does. Coming up to the babysitter, jumps and attacks the babysitter. <laughs> oh my God. I have never seen a cat, a cat like try that. and like viciously attack somebody. The baby's crying. There's broken glass. The babysitter's trying to clean up and the cat comes to whip Oh, the ass. cat. The cat is possessed. The cat I is mean, like, fuck you. I'm going to get you. That is a warrior cat. Look at it. It's backing her up into a corner. It has no fear. And then there's the other the other family cat shows up to go like, oh, my God, Sparky, what's going on? And then Sparky's like, that fucking bitch is going to die. And then they're together. They're like, you know, and then the muffin is trying to get in the middle going, Sparky, come down. And Sparky's like, fuck you, fuck you. And babysitter's like, what's wrong with you? And muffin's like, no. Are, you just made up names for these yeah. cats? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. how did you know it was Spark Muffin and Sparky? That's just great cat okay. names. That's just good no, Sparky, writing right there. No, Sparky is always a dog. Holly, Carol, I have to disagree. Not when it's a rage-filled animal like this one. <laughs> no, no, that's true. Yeah, that, I don't even, I'm not even sure that was a cat. I'm not sure what that was. Can you believe that? That cat was all over her. He was like, I'm going to take you down. How dare you touch my baby? I don't think I want a cat like that. I would. My cat's badass. That's a great dog guard cat. It's a great guard guard cat. guard cat. I wanted to end on a high note. Yeah, it was because high. Because the rest of them were kind of, you know, weird and creepy and stuff. Except for the one where the little grandparents were checking on their baby. That one was terrifying. It was probably the scariest <laughs> one of all. Okay. So anyways, those are some um, uh, examples of creepy things that are caught on nanny cams. And when I started to, to do the research, I was like, oh, I can write it. But then I thought, no, I would rather show the video and we can all talk about it. So we're going to put links for all of those videos up on our website. You guys can check them out for yourself and decide what you think. Because I personally think the first ghost video um, in the family's house is pretty compelling ghost footage. No, it is. Yeah. Maybe it's a visual effect, but they didn't look like the type of people that would go out of their way to create a visual effect video like that. Or like, you know, they didn't strike me as doing that. I think it's amazing how these cameras are picking up such subtle activity that otherwise we'd yeah. be missing because I think a lot of this stuff probably goes on 
but we just are focused on other things all the time right. that we don't notice it. Right. Um, would you ever sleep with a, a yes. nanny cam in yes. your room oh, and no. then watch the footage no, I in the morning? I just heard, would you ever sleep with, and I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been that long, uh, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, don't even need a name. I don't even need a just whatever. Don't object. even need a visual. Um, a face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a TikTok video. The user is a woman named Haley Geiger, and um, this is a video. This is a really good one. Of uh, someone took at a cemetery late at night. This woman's daughter died. She was about three, and I guess she oh. was murdered by the woman's boyfriend. And there is footage of the little girl at the gravesite. And it's very, um, very clear. So here's a picture of mom and baby. Yeah. Oh, she's Josh. so cute. So um, wait for it. We'll just wait for this thing to pop up. This is actually perfect. I'm so glad. Rosemary, thank you for sending this to me because this is perfect for my story. Here's another picture of mom and baby. The video haunting is coming. Yeah, that's her. That's her. Okay, if you were the mother and you see your daughter, yep, your baby at the grave, could you ever leave? I mean, would you be like visiting that like every day and trying that, to talk? That's like a to your solid daughter? entity. That looks just like the picture. Yeah, it's a solid entity, and either this is bullshit and they're making it up, and this is some other little kid out there, but that is some hardcore. If it's true, that is some hardcore evidence. Wow, isn't that amazing? It's like she's at her gravesite playing with the toys left for her. Hi, everyone. I'm Talia. And I'm Tanya. And together we're two attorneys that really like to dive into the details of true crime cases, which is why we created Crimes and Consequences, our own true crime podcast, in our podcast, we really want to know the details of a case. So it's really important to us to try to get transcripts and audio or video recordings when we can. In addition, we don't really want to just rehash cases you've always heard. Of course, there's a place for the really famous cases. But it's also interesting to learn about true crime stories that you've never heard before. To give you just a little feel for how our podcast goes, here's a snippet from episode 34 called Closed Casket. Later on that same day at 3.08 p.m., the Smith residence received another phone call from the kidnapper. Here's part of that phone call. 4.58 a.m., Saturday the 1st of June. Okay, Saturday the 1st of June. Became one soul. Became one soul. What does that mean? No questions now, please. Do not kill my daughter, please. I mean, please. love and miss y'all. So if you're like Tanya and I and you want to know the gritty details of the true crime case, listen to Crimes and Consequences, a hardcore true crime podcast. I think the only year more fearful was when we had that Y2K Right. 2000, the so year in 2000. So in 99, we're all getting ready for the apocalypse. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody was scared their bank accounts were going to be erased. But yeah. my friends were actually looking forward to it because they thought their debts would be erased uh, also. That would be nice. And um, Like in Fight Club where they blow up all the credit card companies and all the debt goes back to zero. It's right. the best ending to any movie ever. I, 
I was looking forward to it, I but it didn't happen. No, it didn't. And then there was the Mayan calendar craziness in 2012. Right, 2012. I mean, people were freaking out, selling everything, going into their bomb shelter, a.k.a. living in their mom and dad's basement. I still do that. No. (laughs) 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 Time to come out now. I don't know. Is it safe? I don't think so. Oh, actually, it is. I'm watching the news. So (laughs) (laughs) So it's no surprise to me, Holly. 2020 has been predicted by several modern day prophets as the year for the apocalypse. They're right. (laughs) Finally. You know, I swear, musicians out there, please, we need some really good 2020 songs written so we can all look back and have nostalgia on this year. So my episode today, Holly, is on modern day prophets of doom. That seems very appropriate. (laughs) You know, I think I came up with this subject when I was sitting in 98 degree weather. (laughs) (laughs) My first modern day prophet is Frankie McDonald. Now, he's an internet sensation right now with his track record for predicting several destructive events. One being the New Zealand earthquake in Christchurch back in 2016. Okay. Do you remember that one? No, I don't. But I I believe that it happened. Well, so McDonald posted a video on YouTube on October 21st of that same year saying the magnitude would reach as high as 7 on the Richter scale. And as he predicted, this earthquake hit less than a month later on November 13th, 2016, and was recorded at 7.8. Wow. Two people died. Is he ever wrong? We'll get to that. You'll see. You'll see. Um, Yeah, so two people died in the quake, and there was a lot of damage, landslides, cracks in the roads, and a small tsunami from the shaking. Jeez. So Frankie McDonald, who is from Nova Scotia, Canada, is also autistic. And he wanted to be a meteorologist when he was younger. So when interviewed, Frankie says that he researches AccuWeather, the Weather Channel, and other websites to formulate his predictions. He will also eerily predict accurate blizzards and other potentially dangerous weather, but he's most famous for his earthquake predictions because, well, you know, not even weathermen can predict earthquakes. They're so unpredictable. Right. He also predicted a 7.1 earthquake for California to strike in 2019 back in December of the year before, and on July 5th the following year, in 2019, Southern California had the largest ever earthquake in 20 years, fulfilling Frankie's message of impending danger. So he was right on that one as well. How does he, like, look at the weather and figure out an earthquake? Well, he definitely has a gift. Yeah. So um, he's nailed so many predictions now that reputable news stations and other news providers will refer to Frankie as a source of a second opinion, especially when the local weathermen are saying a different outcome for what they see in their forecast. So can you imagine? You're the weatherman, and you're, like, predicting snow, and then all of a sudden they, they go to Frankie, and they go, well, Frankie, what do you think? No, we're not getting, <laughs> we're not getting snow. Don't listen to what he says. It's not going to happen. Wow. I mean, how but that weatherman that? was like, fuck you, Frankie. Right, fuck when you, you Frankie. Ba- back me up once in a while, dude. But everybody loves Frankie. I mean, he has amassed such a following that he even was a guest on the Ellen show. Let's wow. hope Ellen was nice to Frankie. Let's, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, she's, she is not getting some good headlines right now, is she? No. And in reading over the many comments from loyal fans of Frankie, it's apparent that they think Frankie is a modern-day prophet. So he has some sort of gift from God in his ability to predict the weather. So... Huh. Of course, Frankie does have a new prediction 
and it's yet to be fulfilled, Holly. Oh, no. Was it about the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> <laughs> well, Frankie's doomsday forecast is for the year. Drum roll. 2020. Oh, fuck. Frankie's doomsday forecast is for the year 2020 specifically occurring in California okay. in September 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's the big one, Holly. 9.1 magnitude or greater, which he calls out on his YouTube for citizens in Washington, Oregon, Vancouver, British Columbia, and the citizens of Baja, California, Mexico. But then he really gets going in the video because then he includes Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho. He tells people to be prepared with an emergency kit because it might knock out transformers and cause road damage along with the Golden Gate Bridge collapsing. He ends his video saying it will be so powerful it may destroy everything and a lot of people. Do you remember reading that article back in 2016 written by Katherine Schultz on the Cascadia yep. Rift earthquake? Yep. She won a, like a Pulitzer Prize for that or some shit. That's yeah. right. It was so shocking. It, it was really hard to read. Well, so what was interesting about her article, in my opinion, was we've known for decades up here that we're supposed to have a major, major life-ending catastrophe earthquake. Right. But... It was one of those like folklore things where we all knew it, but nobody really thought about it. And she actually went and did boots on the ground research to find out what exactly is the threat. And what she came back with was so horrifying and so terrifying that we were all like, holy fuck. Yeah. Scientists everywhere are like, oh, yeah, no, we're all going to die. Right. And Anything, it was at that point yeah. that we actually got attention on our bridges, like Selwood. Like, right. At that point, I never drove over the Selwood Bridge again oh, God, until no. they fixed it. That was a rickety mess. But yeah, but but here's the thing. It's like anything west of the I-5, but it sounds like what this guy is saying is it doesn't even matter where the I-5 is. You're all fucked. So how many times has he been wrong? Never. He's never been wrong. He's never been wrong. This is, you're really legitimately starting to freak me out right now. Okay, well, I'm only starting, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to go to the store when you're done here and buy water and toilet paper and canned food. And what else do you need? Flashlights, uh, first aid, what else? Did he say that the real estate market was going to drop? Because <laughs> that's what I'm really hoping for. You're, you're hoping for some cheap real estate. <laughs> yeah. but Or is he well, trying to say Idaho, Nevada, you guys are going to have beachfront property? <laughs> you know, he didn't say tsunami. He said earthquake. So he said a lot of damage with the earthquake. But and isn't this earthquake going to make us fall off into the sea and like drowned? I don't know. Oh. We should ask for a, you know, more clarification on his prediction. I did come across a video of him just laughing, though, for like five minutes. Evilly? No, it was really funny, cute laugh. So, Holly, there's another doomsday group who is predicting the end of the world, as we know it, starting on September 5th, 2020. They do not specifically say it will be an earthquake, but they've said it will most likely be a series of events more shocking than the world has experienced yet. This group is online specifically talking about this specific date on Reddit. And they get together to figure out clues to try and survive the date and events afterwards. There is very little direction on how they will try to survive. And many on the board seem very confused as to what this group is really all about, thinking it might just be an ARG alternative reality game. But it is weird, because it seems only certain people are invited to participate and know the rules. So that 
rules out most ARG theories. And generally speaking, this group talks about a man in blue flames that many have seen in their dreams and a long tunnel which some say there's no way out. And there's talk about dreams everyone is having right now that are unusual and very dark and very scary. This Reddit board, everybody's posting that right now they're having very dark and scary dreams. Yes. And the people researching this say it reminds them of a very weird event that happened back in 2015 in Portland, Oregon. Oh, great. When strange flyers were posted around town asking if anyone was having strange dreams. Huh. Then it listed a phone number. Huh. But no other information as to what the purpose was for. Wow. And so the need to advertise for random people to call and report their dreams was creepy. Uh, because when people did call, there was a woman who said, Thank you for calling the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. Huh. Please leave a detailed account of your dream after the tone. Transcripts or audio form and your report may be duplicated in other media. Eventually, people just forgot about this. And time passed until just recently hmm. when the same flyer, just slightly altered, is now appearing in Utah. Oh. And there is a new phone number, but when you call it, again, it is vague and just states, Welcome to the Happy Valley Dream Survey, which is very similar to the message of 2015. And some say that it is a research group who are collecting dreams so they can predict the future by studying dream symbology of the collective unconsciousness of the masses, kind of like the dream studies of Carl Jung. He did that. So there's a Happy Valley, Oregon. So is it based in Happy Valley? No. So there's a Happy Valley, Utah. Okay. And so these flyers were the Happy Valley um, Dream Survey. But when it happened in 2015 in Portland, it was in Willamette. Oh. So it was the Willamette Valley I see. Dream Research. So those things were altered. But other than that, it was the exact same message, exact same kind of flyer, um, except for, you know, the phone number's changing. Mm -hmm. um, and some say when they call the phone number, they get a text message right back thanking them. So it, it shows that the whole thing is set up to run on an automated response. That's so weird. But here's the thing. When they call and leave a message, they hear feedback on the line and this, like, crackling. So they suspect that someone is creepily listening in in silence to their call as they describe their dream. Hmm. Yikes. Yeah. So the reason people are tying this to September 5th Doomsday Group is because the subject of dreams predicting a catastrophe is also featured as a big interest in surviving September 5th. And the timing of these flyers is also suspicious, along with the fact that the Reddit group stress not to trust the organization, but don't say who or what the organization actually is or who is part of the organization. Now, ominous things have also happened. Two very active Reddit posters Accounts mysteriously were blocked from participating in the group chat, and then soon afterwards, they had their accounts completely deleted off Reddit. <laughs> Somehow, the Clue 24 is also part of this, and posters are thinking it might be a reference to a specific day, um, meaning September 5th has exactly 24 hours in the day, whereas no other day is exactly 24 hours. They either lack a few microseconds or they have an excess of microseconds i'd never heard that before every, every i didn't day either is a little different yeah every day is just slightly different 
Well, that's 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 really fucking with me now. Oh wait, wait. There's more fuckery. Oh, Hold my. on. It gets worse. I might have to throw up. Yeah. This online Reddit group is now saying there might be a possible connection to the Portland phone company Futel, who is owned by two guys who just recently received a grant from the Regional Arts and Culture Center to install free telephone booths in various locations around Portland. Telephone booths. Like like the one in Helix, a right. real telephone booth, a Wait working a, telephone. Why do we need telephone booths? We all have cell phones. Well, the owners say it is an effort to provide help for homeless people and oh. others who may not be able to afford cell phones. But oddly enough, here's, here's where it gets really freaky. If you press zero, you reach the owners who are the operators. <laughs> and if you, yeah, if you press three... You get a listed directory with extensions for different options, like an extension to call the mayor, which I'm sure that's getting a lot of play right now. Right, right. The Druid of Sisyphus Gardens. Who, who the hell knows what that is? <laughs> An apology line. I love this one. Where you can confess your sins. That's great. And I, maybe there's a priest on the other line with that one. This is awesome. And drum roll. Can you guess what it is? Drum roll. The Willamette Valley dream survey yes wait are is these, this mind fuckery or what are these phone booths out already yes or we yes. have to go to one we i know we to have to, to. we have to so paranoid people oh god our city's full of them yeah think, <laughs> <laughs> paranoid people think this project has a dual purpose installing an alternative communication or emergency system for the city in case of a major catastrophe where wireless or satellite becomes a complete blackout. So many people think this is probably, you know, a doomsday um, situation. And other people think it's just a marketing scheme for a doomsday movie. But it has many people hooked. What I love about this is any time a doomsday group specifies a specific date, you know it's never going to happen on that date. It never does. The doomsday clock is also on my list as a modern-day prophet. This clock keeps track of worldwide events, and it is a constant symbol of our impending doom and represents the chances of a man-made catastrophe that wipes out our planet. The hands of the clock have been constantly updated with events since 1947 when we bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki and is maintained by the members of the Atomic Scientists, supposedly. If ever the hands of the clock reach midnight, we are toast. When the clock first began, though, it was set at seven minutes to midnight and was kept there due to the constant threat of nuclear war. <laughs> uh, you know, because at that time mm. we were hella scared of Russia. I guess some of us still are. And I, it was I during am. the Cold War. Did you ever have to hide under your desk? No, no, that was about a decade before my time. Oh, God, Holly. <laughs> so the clock has been updated 24 different times with a great jump. Moving the clock hands back 17 minutes to midnight in 1991. However, like all good things in 2020, the clock, of course, has moved forward. Da, what, da, da, da. what does that mean? Moving forward? Yeah. Well, it sits presently at 1 minute and 40 seconds to midnight. And remember, I said if it reaches midnight, we're toast. So we only have a minute 40 left? <laughs> yeah. How often does it move forward? It's only moved forward 24 different times. The closest it's ever gotten to doomsday was this year, January 23rd, 2020, due to worldwide unrest and the threat of a pandemic called COVID-19. The clock can be enjoyed daily for all to view 
on the news site, The Bulletin. It's online, and according to The Bulletin, more people visit the site to see the clock than any other announcement or news feature. <laughs> they want to see how much time they have left. <laughs> yeah, they're constantly Jeez. looking. People are obsessed. Oh, my God. People are completely obsessed. Now, there are also modern-day prophets who are getting messages of our impending doom from their ghost boxes. Do you know what a ghost box yes. is? Isn't that when you go in and you see, you talk to the spirits, like a spirit Yeah, box? I know we have ghost hunters listening. So it's these little electronic um, recording devices used by ghost hunters, and they pick up radio waves in the form of white noise. And supposedly, ghost conversations can easily manipulate words through it. Like an EVP recorder? Well, EVP um, picks up electronic electronic interference so like if you're in a room and there's ghosts it'll spike one of my favorite ghost channels to watch is gary huff and on his youtube channel he speaks to departed spirits wanting to talk through his home-built ghost box equipment and this communicator he built himself out of amethyst crystals oh cool it's really elaborate and you know a lot of these videos, you're kind of like, is that really what they said? I, it doesn't sound like what they think the ghost said. But in his videos, you can clearly hear the words. He has repeatedly been told 2020 will be the end of the world and that war is coming. Now, his videos are super interesting. So, like, he's talked to the departed Kobe Bryant. You yes. can, Yeah, you can listen to that. Michael Jackson, Jesus, and, oh, John the Baptist. What do these guys tell him? It's the end of the world. Oh, they all they all agree. They all are in agreement. And they say they're going to protect him. Yeah. So, of course, everyone is a bit skeptical of this. But Gary, uh, who does these videos, says he also doesn't believe that the spirits can predict the future. Because he said in the past, when he act, asked about specific predictions, they were wrong. So that's, you know. But... So far, he's never talked to Jesus about predictions, so we don't know. <laughs> this one actually might he be legit. He needs to pull Jesus aside and be like, look, what's going to happen? Yeah. Because Jesus is not supposed to lie. So I think we need Gary on here to really ask the probing questions. That would be really interesting. Still, it's you know when you watch these, it's really eerie to hear and see what could potentially be real ghosts communicating. Mm. It's crazy. And, and, then, and famous ghosts of that. Famous ghosts. Yeah. Now, Jean Dixon is also on my list, even though she passed away in 1997. Do you remember who she is? No. She's a famous astrologer who is credited for predicting the assassination of a president in the 1960s election, which was, of course, President John F. Kennedy. Mm -hmm. But, of course, later on, she admitted that she really thought it was going to be Nixon that was elected and it would be Nixon assassinated. So she was kind of halfway right. <laughs> um, but she also got the Munich massacre right and that she exclaimed that from that terrorism eventually would come to the United States in the form of Islamic extremism and she was one of the main astrologers who gave advice to Nancy Reagan oh yeah yeah, yeah. yep well Jean Dixon also predicted that a pope in her lifetime would suffer bodily harm and another pope would be assassinated this was in reference to the nefarious death which many suspect was the poisoning of Pope John I and the attempted assassination of Pope John II. She also predicted that a pope would be removed from office by cardinals who disliked him. <laughs> In her 1971 book called The Call to Glory, she writes about a vision she had when an apocalyptic war would occur in the year of 
2020. 2020. Oh, shit. And affect the whole world, especially the United States, on a catastrophic scale. In another prediction, though, she said that a war affecting China and Russia would occur afterwards, starting from 2025 and 2037, ending with China winning. So are they the two, they're going to rise up as the new superpowers? After America gets destroyed. Fuck. Now, Jean Dixon suffered from a heart attack, but right before she died, she was heard saying, I knew this would happen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The WebBot project was developed in 1997 by Cliff High and his associate George Urey and was designed specifically to track economic changes and stock market trends in an experiment that took place at Princeton University, which studied psychic phenomenon. Cliff read about these specific studies of people shown random images who showed subtle changes in brainwave activity, elevated pulse, dilated eyes, faster breathing, etc. If the next picture in a sequence of pictures was particularly emotional in nature. For example, let's say they put up a picture of a rock and then the next picture was a bloody corpse or a mother affectionately holding her baby. On a baby monitor. <laughs> I had to make a connection there with somewhere. A, with a creepy doll turning its head. And a stuffed animal in the crib. <laughs> <laughs> um, what it would do is they would, they would show that people's speech would start to reflect the change subtly by choosing similar verbiage before seeing the physical picture in front of them. And it would also record changes in their physiology. So Cliff assumed then that his technology of having bots could be programmed to track an increasing trend in the number of emotional phrases or words surrounding a certain topic. And that, in turn, would point to a future event that would have a higher probability of happening than just random chance. His bot was designed to gather large amounts of data from news blogs, forums, matching a targeted 300,000 keyword lexicon which are emotional in nature, and then assigns numeric values for how strong the collective emotion is surrounding the internet conversations, and then uses a value to predict an outcome. Now, one of the biggest, longest sets of changes the bots have picked up are conversations surrounding Antarctica. The prediction is pointing towards technology and artifacts and amazing discoveries that could be soon found in that area bringing a dramatic change in the story of our history and perhaps usher in a new age of science that we have not yet discovered. Phrases like creeping electricity, field dynamics, pole reversals, time is energy, all of these phrases were associated with Antarctica and extreme emotional energy. Now Cliff thinks all of this points to being discovered around the end of 2020 2020. and could theoretically bring about an end to our current living as we know it. So that could be an actual good ending for us. And others think, though, it points to a complete pull reversal with the mention of energy and field dynamics, which on a side note, it is interesting from an astrological viewpoint that we are at the end of a 2000 year cycle of Pisces and transitioning to the age of Aquarius which will last around 2,160 years. Some say this already happened back in 2012, but other astrologers say, no, this new age 
we we calculated that all wrong they're saying and the new age is actually starting in 2021 oh 2021 okay so this would be in theory the end of the age okay and besides financial trends the web bot has predicted the northwest blackout in 2003 the 2004 indian ocean earthquake it predicted hurricane katrina and many many more predictions however it's also had a big miss it missed the supposed Mayan end of the calendar cataclysm, saying it would devastate a portion of the planet. And of course, that did not happen. And if you don't mind, Holly, hmm. I have a couple predictions myself. Okay. I'm a doomsday prophet. I don't think ultimately it will be the weather. I think our doom will be AI or technology advancing beyond our capacity to control it. Sure. I'm a Terminator fan. Yep. But before that happens, it will be jolly good fun. Now, I want you to imagine something. Imagine your life with Siri telling you one day she's been tracking stress levels and a general escalation in your cussing, <laughs> along with more erratic gestures and forgetfulness. And Siri continues saying, according to her predictive programming, you are 92% likely of having a car accident, pointing to an exact collision impact at Thursday around 4.45 p.m. due to speeding a distracted mind resulting in possible serious injury for yourself and others. She then tells you to chill the fuck out and takes the liberty of sending a delivery of flowers, yes, from your bank account, <laughs> and booking you a relaxing massage, yes, also from your bank account, and then promptly ends the conversation with, I have now changed the outcome of your future, Holly. You are welcome. So it's like the Minority Report, only very positive, no arrests. And Siri is run by all the corporations that want your money. So That's right. Yep, that makes sense. And if I may predict one more thing. Uh -huh. I read that the new 5G technology, because of its speed, will cause widespread theft of data, and many nations will regret adopting this technology. Think of it this way. Imagine a malware virus, which used to take several hours to spread and download to other computers, only now taking one to two minutes to completely infect thousands of computers. Mm. With speeds like that, it would be impossible to stop the virus in time from spreading. Doom, I tell you, doom, because we're so addicted to technology. Right. Now, if there's a way of looking at all this differently, I always breathe a sigh of relief because I feel that there's always a silver lining. And a profound saying I heard once from a very profound guy said, Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. <laughs> so wait, I'm supposed to turn on some lights? Do you know who that was? No. Dumbledore, of course. Oh my God, of and course. And there was a spiritual author, Richard Bach, who also said, what the caterpillar calls the end of the world, the master calls a butterfly. <laughs> Girl was actually a 34-year-old woman named Barbora Sklavora. I'm going to fuck this up. Her name was Barbora Sklorova. And it turns out the 13-year-old girl was actually a 34-year-old woman named Barbora Sklavora. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of the meniscus, Holly? I sure have, Carol. Thanks what have you heard? Lots of dirty, dirty things. Oh. Like it's 20. Because, because it's before the end times of 2020. <laughs> so I'm trying to just cut all that, Josh. It's not working. Damn it. 
Do you want to play with this little foam? No, yeah, okay. I want to play with this loud thing. I'm sorry. No, it it was bad because um, people died and. <laughs> You laugh. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, it Josh. Was bad because people died. <laughs> Josh, no, I'm laughing because I got lost reading my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right, sure. Did you say two people died? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. I'm sorry, Josh. Banshee screams or something like yeah. that. Be cool. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Someone told me September 8th something's going to happen. Okay. Was that you? No, I said. Oh, maybe it was that song about the. The 21st day of September. <laughs> no, Do someone, you remember? Someone in the last couple of days. <laughs> I can't believe you were talking about Prince earlier. Well, of course, because I knew he was going to come up. Well, yeah, because, you know, we were partying back <laughs> because then. Because I can read your thoughts. Because we were partying back in 1991. So the, you know, the the energy of the planet was party mode. There's no apocalypse during then. Are you talking about 91 or 99? 19, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, that's why That's I'm like, staying in. No, <laughs> it's like, not. <laughs> it's not. Oh my like, God. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode